Welcome back to another SAC Manager. This is episode 141. As always, I am John. And I'm John. And on this episode, I just thought that I wanted to just get your feelings on, I guess, the general feel around the club. So we know that in the past few years, I guess since Pochettino, like for me, if we go back that far, that, you know, when we did uh, part ways with Pochettino or effectively sack him, I feel, um, or for some people, you know, I think that perhaps Pochettino was going to leave because he wasn't back, all that sort of thing. There was a certain feel or a certain vibe around the club that perhaps, you know, especially with the fan base, I think you and I both will align on this, that uh, that we didn't really back him uh, or give him the chance to rebound uh, from, you know, what was sort of going on. Um, there are reports that, you know, that ultimately perhaps, you know, the same players not being able to turn them over, a bit of stale, and effectively it, 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 was, it just became a bit of a mess. Since then, obviously, we've had um, Mourinho people, uh, you know, were, I guess, prepared to give it a go. But very quickly, the style of play angered a lot of people. Um, he was sacked, like, literally, you know, days out from a cup final. Like, what is the club doing? If we're going to, maybe on the day, he actually would have pulled something out, you know, uh, very Maria, but we will never know that. Um then we go into the Conte era. And, you know, I think, again, we were all prepared. You know, this is a winning coach, a winning mentality, um, you know. And then, you know, it started off really well. And and some people would sort of say that when he did effectively, you know, started to uh, throw chuck chuck the, the, the toys out of the pram and the mm-hmm. cotton or that sort of thing, you know, that basically he engineered – um, his own sort of exit. I mean, I think he had fallen out of love. He wasn't getting back to it. Think, you know, his, you know, like Ju- Juventus on the Riviera or whatever, just was never or or I on the Thames, or, or, or as I say, yeah, yeah, Juventus on the Thames, or for me, the Milan catwalk, uh, the Tottenham, <laughs> the Milan catwalk sort of version was, you know, is is kind of not not really us. And as much as like even me, I was prepared to like let's back him, let's let's give this a shot, let's turn ourselves into. Uh, a side that perhaps, you know, the winning formula might sort of work from us. It was uh, pretty diaturgent sort of football. Um, eventually, when he actually did get the chop, we were still in fourth position, but I think the damage was done and we just, <laughs> it was just a, a, a catastrophic. And, and I mean, we we talked about it, you know, I, I mean, I laughed when we had the that Newcastle result where we had what, four or five oh. kicked at us in like record time it was just ridiculous but you know and then obviously you know the i think everyone sort of said you know the the 70 or however many days it was for us to actually appoint Ange Postacoglu um we know his we know his record there's a lot of skepticism around um, around the the supporter base in regards to him sort of starting but i think that when we started to talk to our our sort of brothers in arms as Celtic supporters, we started to think, you know, maybe this is he's a little bit more of a of a Tottenham manager than what we gave him uh gave him credit for. And, you know, and and so after that, so that was in we found out about it in June. He didn't, you know, officially, and I'm sort of, you know, using the old yeah, verded comments. He didn't actually start. We all know he was active, but he didn't actually technically start until the the, the first of uh, July. 
Um, obviously, then going straight away on this tour that was a bit of a balls up, oh. you know, in, in in some sort of respects. We'll we'll get your view on that in a second. But we had signed. We we started everything, you know, like obviously the Ange, the the uplift around the club and what yeah you know, the aura that he sort of brought, um, and the promise of attacking football to play, you know, and all of a sudden things starting to look really good. We signed Madison from Leicester City, uh, Vicario from 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 Empoli. Uh, then, you know, just when things were going well, the whole Joe Lewis situation and the whole insider trading and what that looks like for the club, there were rumours around that he actually was actually not the owner and that he had transferred ownership to maybe his daughter. I I really don't know what that, uh, where we actually sit on that, you know, but I've heard many different varying stories. At the same time, we were going, okay, well, we started off with such a great transfer window, but what's like no one's no one's going uh we, we, we you know we've got to get rid of the dead wood so everyone's frustrated about that and thinking that's the reason why we're not making signings and when we have made signings it's been Ashley Phillips for like two million pounds that he's going to be a future player um and just sort of said that uh we got Alergio Veliz for 15 million euros from Rosario Central that you know might be great might be not we just can't uh take a look at that so you know there's the transfer activity and then you know when the club i think maybe may have sort of indicated that you know that you know to, or to the tottenham hotspur uh the the spurs the trust you know they just sort of hit them with an email saying oh we're going to raise the the ticket prices by an extra sort of 20 percent and when you think of the cost of living crisis that everybody's going over um especially Spurs fans, and we've talked about, you know, the the stories that we hear where people are mortgaging their houses just to be able to afford, you know, a family's lot of season tickets and and so forth, you know, because you know this is their club, it's 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 their weekends, and um, you know, you just you know they still want to be a part of that. So we understand, uh, we understand as supporters from the outside, sort of looking in, because we're obviously not ticket holders or anything like that, but you know, like what that sort of looks like, you know. Um, and so, you know, that sort of led to us, you know, like in the coming days leading up into the, uh, or rather on the day of our next home match, Ange's uh, debut at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Man United, where there is going to be, I guess, uh, the, the Spurs Trust have organised some demonstrations. So we know that there's some civil unrest within you know obviously the obviously you know the fan advisory board sort of stuff and what that sort of looks like and and just the way that that sort of went down and hitting supporters for six I feel you know like with a 20 to 25 percent I don't know whatever the the full amount but definitely 20 percent like price rikes for for some season tickets and you know like kids and um uh, there's not so many kids tickets so if you want to take your kid or your child, your children to to parts of the the stand where you want to sit, they're going to have to potentially pay for uh, an adult ticket and things like that. That just I, I think have just sort of really outraged a whole lot of people. So for me, it's been a really sort of topsy turvy sort of start to the season. And obviously, we do have a little bit of a feel good, obviously, with actually having uh, football back, um, albeit the whole sort of Kane sort of situation. So. There's quite a bit to unpack there, but I guess 
from from that we're sort of encompassing probably about six weeks we're in the middle of august now so probably from the first of july through to here we've had this wave of like topsy-turvy do we love the club do we not love the club so i just wanted to get your general thoughts around the feeling around the club from the average sort of supporter well i don't know if i'm average but <laughs> no look from a i, I think we see it from afar, so we don't really know too much about. The, I suppose we understand some of the feeling on the ground, but for me personally, it's the appointment of Ange Postacoglu and the way he plays his teams play football uh, was a relief, relief of whatever three, four seasons of dire and interesting, um, terrible football organized by i don't know psychotics i don't know they're not they well their personalities are not real are they they're just out in some kind of hinterland of multi universe or some where they're not for instance we had conte where his his system wasn't working with what he had and instead of trying something different he just stayed the same it's almost like some sport kid who didn't want to change because, you know, they should have changed for him. It's like, well, this is what you've got. This is what you've agreed with. This is what you're getting paid per year to win. Change your system. And he didn't want to. And it wasn't like an attractive system to say, well, at least we're going to see. It was dull, the dullest football I've seen for a long, long time. And he just, you know, and you could tell it, it was just his desire for being at Spurs almost, you know, died away slowly. And he was just like a like a zombie on no emotion, you know, compared to where he was last season, the emotion that ran through him. By the end, when the losses kept coming, he just did not care. He wanted to leave and he probably stayed enough and until he was guaranteed his 15 million or whatever he was getting paid and off he went. And instead of breaking wholly um, from him, we had his assistant for a couple of games, I thought. And it's like, why would you why would you do that when he's he's only gonna do the same thing? He's his assistant, he's gonna play the same. That's what he believes in. That was a poor decision by Levy. He's just has no running a club for so long, he has no idea about football. He <laughs> couldn't he has no idea. I'm sorry. Like it's kind I of mean, like, I laugh, but it's really serious, isn't it's, it? It's bad, isn't it? It's you think I thought, okay, go to Mason. At least Mason has his own ideas. Um, he's sort of semi-ambitious. Um, and he would change the formation. Like when when Mourinho left and Mason was there, we changed it. We became more attacking, you know, and and Bale had more games. But but I don't understand Levy. So okay, we got smashed and then Mason took over for the remaining games. Didn't We didn't really do anything because I think just the, the desire and the passion of the players was just, you know, just drained away of such a despicable season. And, you know, and, and so for all that and to bring someone who plays attractive football and not only that, but stakes his personality and his reputation on that style, you know, it 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 was just such. It, I think a relief, but joy because of what he's achieved. Uh, you know, 
he's won the Asian Cup. He's won in Japan, obviously in Australia. He's won, you know, four championships there. And, you know, and it, of course the miracle at Celtic where he he turned up, no one wanted him there, and suddenly he disproved everybody. And, you know, and switching from hatred to love because of the way he his teams play. And then coming to Spurs where that's how – I fell in love with the club because of how we played, the plays we had and what we did, you know. Before Wenger at Arsenal, they were boring, 1-0, you know, 1-0, 1-0. That was, they were proud of that as opposed to Spurs. was like, no, that's not how we play. We attack. So to me, the biggest decision was getting back to that. And by God, I just, Levy does some stupid things, but – and he, I don't know if he learns his lesson. Somehow he thinks he thinks he probably listens to Simon whatever on um, Talk Sport, where best mates with Levy, and thinks Levy's such a great, you know, Simon administrator. Jordan. Oh, and it's like, have you seen what he does? Have you been on the, you know, have you the decisions he makes? And just all I hope is that if even if you know. Postacoglu only last two, three seasons, whatever, that he he replaces and continues to replace managers with the same style because that's what we want. That's what we're after. And you could put up with, you know, a, a non-top-class side if we're playing good football. You know, you there's one thing you can live with. So, and as opposed to his ticketing, that's Levy. That's Levy, you know. He's more interested in the money. He's more interested, and I, I didn't know. I thought there wasn't season tickets. I'm not too sure whether season tickets went up. I thought they stayed the same, but the normal tickets have gone up twenty percent. Okay. I think I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm not aligned to that because really, I, I, yeah. Look, I, I listened to the uh, the trust uh, that one of the other podcasts had members of the of the yeah. trust there and the impression that i got was that yeah you're right there that the that the tickets there but i think that there was some season tickets that had i mean regardless i i think that there has been uh just a general rise oh you know, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that when you take into account that not everyone is living in london not every not everyone can actually afford to live in london so so spurs fans you know like you know through you know the you know the, the the urban sprawl and 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 all that sort of process that just sort of happens that they're coming from all different, pla- oh, exactly. all different places. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. they're driving down. So it can be about the parking. It can be about the petrol which is going through the roof. Uh, it's about perhaps the accommodation as well. And that you know when you look at that, you know you can easily rack up three hundred, four hundred pounds for for just coming to to watch a ninety minute game. Of, oh, look, uh, exactly. and that's and then that's not inclusive of of like meals and of course yeah you got to drink at the with the cheese room and the bloody the <laughs> the long the longest bar in history or whatever oh, it is i mean um yeah. so so i mean there was uh, i i just felt that you know especially with what's going on is that you know like when you've got the ability to just do this whole naming rights sort of business um, that surely maybe if you did a deal with that, even if you did it yearly or something like that, that um, that at least you're bringing in some sort of revenue that can, you know, help out the fan to a certain degree. 
in regards to, you know, like not having, I mean, I understand that things don't always stand stand still. I, I totally get it. And, and, you know, the war in Ukraine means that seat prices have got to go up and, you know, because of this and that and all that kind of thing, to, you know, because the toilets and the, because toilet papers, are, I don't know, whatever the whatever the, the thing is, but yeah, Paul the, the, this, this, this is the thing is that, is that I mean, this was meant to be the game changer, right? This was meant to be the big thing that is going to, you know, give us all this sort of thing. And I just feel as if that whole demonstration, and I think there's probably still going to be an element. I mean, thank God that we've had a game to watch to take our minds off the cane situation because. I think prior to that, there was probably a lot of people and there still might be a few people that are going to stand amongst that and then get really angsty when it comes to the whole sort of Harry Kane thing uh, with with obviously Levy that's going to be in, in attendance. So um, how? what about the whole Joe Lewis thing? Like what's your feeling about that? And do you actually know who actually owns the club? Well, I don't know who owns the club, but it's interesting immediately, all that Joe Lewis stuff, that um, that the news coming out of Spurs and a lot of other areas was that Joe Lewis does not own or control the club. He might have a little bit of, you know, but not enough where he can make those decisions at the club. So I don't know who actually owns. I reckon Levy might have bought quite a bit of him. I'm sure there's other people who have... So he, I'm, I don't know if he's divested all his holdings, but not enough to have a controlling share. And because of that, and that happened last year, coincidentally. <laughs> he knew, he knew like what was sort of going be. on. I mean, the, the accusations have been in regards to insider trading for, you know, um, for friends and family. That was ridiculous. Know. And, 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 and like, romantic liaisons. <laughs> And it's like, what's going on? Oh, he, knew Jesus. It. he told everybody, it's like, really? Oh, he just, he's so well, old, he well, doesn't care. The thing is, he has actually lent their money to make money themselves and obviously, oh. you know, like pay him back and all that sort of yeah. thing. Oh. And I mean, so, I mean, I can understand that he wants to do the right thing. And um, when you are 85 not out, I mean, I actually wasn't really sure. I mean, he's just not visible, right? And so some of the pictures that you do, if you, look up Joe Lewis sometimes you get a picture from like the 90s where <laughs> you know or something like that where you know he looks kind of you know normal and you know not so not that he doesn't look normal now but he's like 80 oh. odd uh yeah sort of not out so um he's yeah. he's like I think probably you know he's mortal just like the rest of us that you know he's probably thinking well I don't know how long I'm going to be here let's let's share the love a little bit around but of right. course He's going to get possibly, you know, seeing out his his time. I mean, you know, he's probably got so much money that he can stall these lawyers, uh, you know, and um, the Manhattan or the New York Manhattan district attorney and all that kind of sort of thing that he's like <laughs> after his blood, uh, you know, to because of all this insider trading is to, you know, to, to hold him off for, you know, because you hold them off, there's like nine months till the next one, and then you something exactly. else happens, yeah, and, and, yeah, you yeah. Get, and then he ends up sort of dead, you know. Well, you <laughs> gotta think to yourself, like, like, you know, the, I, I think the um, there's there's a possibility that if he was tried and found guilty, that he, he, he would probably die in jail, right? So he's um, 
if you've got the money spend it, I say, and I oh, well, dare yes. I say, uh, think that he's is going to do. Um, we are going to talk about transfers in the next in a future episode, but um, so just I guess to round out this, we've touched on many different things, and obviously we have done check out episode one forty for our thoughts on the Harry Kane situation. So I get the feeling that um, you're kind of still in a holding pattern. Uh, with with the club where you know like where we sit right now well you know levy sometimes does i think by luck not by purpose he does some good things like appointing postacoglu and the way he plays but then he does stupid things like you know it's like increased tickets by 20% it's like you know where don't you want some goodwill don't yeah. you can't you just see what's happening in your country? The the economy, especially in the UK, just disastrous inflation. The 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 Tory government at the moment just doing horrible things. And don't you just want to just sit there and go, okay, this little enclave of Tottenham, we're not going to be like that. We're not going to force because. Increasing tickets means you're really punishing your own fans. Give them, just give something back to say. You know, even in the pandemic, he he tried to get, um, tell people to, you know, because of the pandemic, there's no football. We can't actually, you know, you can't work here. Do you remember that? Yes. I forget what's the word. And it was like he just didn't read the room when it came to like was the like, social awareness of what's going on like, with the general per- exactly. With the and it was ordinary like, person. Wait a sec. How much millions and billions? How much millions of profits you make? I'm sure you can keep these people in a job until the pandemic is over. Surely you've got that, you know. So as if each of these people, but they played the they paid the players though, but not all the all the sort of the backroom stuff or you know anyone else working for the club. And it's like, well, how does that work out? Pay everybody. You're yeah. okay to pay Harry Kane, but not these guys who's probably on. You know, 20 quid an hour, come on. So I don't think he gets it. I don't understand. It It, it could be where he's from, you know, the class circles he's in and so forth. He doesn't understand. And surely he's got PR people who could say, well, this is what it's going to feel like if yeah. you do this. I don't know. I just think, I don't think he does anything deliberate. I think his decisions are short term as well. I don't think he has a long-term plan on the football side or, you know, maybe on the infrastructure and so forth. And he's got a hotel. So, you know, that bit of it he understands, the building and construction. But for the rest of it, because we're a trap market, we can't be customers and go, oh, I'm going to go to Brentford because their tickets are cheaper. What am I going to go to Brentford for? 40 years of this club, what am I going to go you know, and for me to tell you the truth, I've I've hated the EPL so much the last few years. Is that if Spurs had dropped to the championship, I would be happier because <laughs> it'd be nicer. <laughs> Hang you, know, you don't want to be a West Ham supporter, right? No. <laughs> I'd rather no. drop to the championship and I'd play attractive go, football. Yeah, if they even if they went downhill like you know Sheffield Wednesday or Bradford did, I would follow them there. I would do a losing and then and then yeah. march all the way back up. Like you uh, never know, but. I, like I just want to watch my club. I don't care yeah. about the other clubs. I don't care. You know, there's that growing 
group of fans who like the EPL but follow they don't really they follow the main clubs but also the ones who just follow players to wherever they go. Yeah, that's like a very Ronaldo. American. That's a very American it's very, thing. It's a very basketball thing I've noticed that people just follow LeBron James. Yeah, yeah. And it's like oh, okay, that's a bit weird, but it's probably how we it's probably how they follow the game fair enough it's their business but I can't do that you know I can't be following it it seems so alien so we're stuck where we are so at least surely Levy can understand that and say okay your fans this is how we're going to you know the only way he's going to do that now is if he doesn't raise prices at the end of the season yeah and if you've got a club that's finished mid table and you're raising prices by 20% you're not bringing value to your customers if we keep it that sort of harsh economic. You're just giving them – you're ripping them off. Well, there are no. there are some out there sort of saying, well, if you're going to charge 20% more, but you're taking away, you know, Harry Kane, which is like taking away 20% of the team. Yeah, that's you know, 40%. Like, like, like where's – like where do, do the math, son, you know. Yeah, so, that's um, the value. Yeah, go to yeah. trade practice. They can take him to trade practices. Accent. <laughs> the the ombudsman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, thank you very much for your insight. We'll leave it there. Um, to those listening, um, thank you for your patronage, and we will see you in the next uh, next episode. Come on, Goys. you Spurs. Guys.